I'm trying to stress the fact that the child of God, the church of today, the average believer must learn to be full of the Holy Spirit. It is not an option. Life is a journey, and as in every journey, you need a roadmap. Today on Your Roadmap to Success, you will receive detailed instructions on how to navigate through life successfully. Welcome to Your Roadmap to Success with author and teacher, Neil Achampong. down. This morning, I want to look at the characteristics of those who turn the world upside down. The characteristics of those who turn the world upside down. There is a trend. There is something I have seen and I've observed and I do realize that those of old seem to have the conviction and the strength and the fortitude to serve God that today Christians don't have. And there's a reason for which they had that and we don't. And partly it is because of the desire of many people today and it's also what pastors are doing. We are preaching to please you. We are preparing our people to live here. Ultimately, we will come back to earth, but there is a going to heaven before we come back. And God requires that we live a certain way. Tell the person sitting next to you, God requires that you live a certain way. When I was growing up, there were no automobiles. In fact, I went to villages to preach carrying on my head a generator to produce power. We crossed rivers just so we can tell people about Jesus. Most of you sitting here have cars, yet you stay home. You want what we did, we did have. We want the same power and manifestation that the apostles had. How do you want the same thing they had, but don't have the same commitment they had? I do believe times have changed, things have gotten better, but our commitments have turned. We must come to that place where we are looking for Jesus. And I told you, if you sit under my feet, I will not school you in the silly stuff that goes on today. That God is going to bless you every day. No, sometimes God chooses not to. And that truth will be balanced. Are you understanding me? And today I want us to look at the people who can turn this world upside down. In our last lesson, we established there are three groups of people. Anybody remember that? Number one, what is the first group of people? Those who what? Watch things happen. And then those who? 
They ask what just happened. And then those who make things happen. Which one are you? When people are moving things in this world, you are only, you know, it's okay to buy a brand name and, and wear. When will we wear your brand name? When will we wear yours? It is time to make things. Come on, talk to me. It is time to make things. I have a vision. My vision is to raise politicians in the church and send them out there so that when they get to the halls of Congress, they will call on Jehovah naturally. Not taking donations from a bunch of politicians so that we can side with them. I bet to differ. The way we are raising our children when we are gone, would they be able to survive? You heard Diana say it. Evil has so much increase. When we were younger, anytime you saw, you close your eyes. Today we don't. Children watch movies that the ratings are just through the roof and they are still watching it. It has become common and the church is becoming cozy. We are fighting each other and people are dying. I can't believe when I came to your house, you didn't give me water to drink. And then there are souls that are perishing. Many in this country are fighting to take over their country. Why? Because by the year 2050, Muslims have made a declaration they will take over America. And you are sitting there when it's time to pray, you don't even pray. And you are thinking the purposes of God will come to pass like that. Today, I did not come here to babysit the people. I came here to challenge you to start moving. Are you understanding me? Either we are working with God to build his church or we are building an organization. I can build an organization, but an organization is not church. And most churches today have become organizations. I challenge you this morning that I will show you the characteristics of those who turn their world upside down. Let's go to the book of Acts. And in the month of February, all the way to December, I will teach the entire book of Acts, verse by verse, for you to understand how the first church began. It was through the power of the Holy Spirit. And if you and I will make any impact, it is not programs. The world have better programs. What they don't have is the power of God. And we must show them that. Are you in the book of Acts? Let's look at verse 17. Acts chapter 17. It's our foundational text. We're going to start from there. And then after that, we will go back to chapter 1. In the book of Acts 17 and verse 6, Paul and Silas had just left Philippi. They showed up in Thessalonica. And they came there to teach and to preach the word of God. And the people there gave them a characterization. And this is what they said. Look there in verse 6. And when they had found them, and when they had found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city crying, These that have turned the world upside down have come here also. 
Last week we understood that it was not a compliment. It was an indictment. It is a way of saying that you are causing trouble, but it is good what? Trouble. And we made a decision last week that we are all going to learn to cause some good what? Trouble. Are you ready for that? Now, today we want to learn concerning those who began it, how they lived. Turn to the person sitting next to you. We need to stop doing church and do kingdom. Young people, we are not handing a church over to you. We are pointing you to the king of the kingdom. And we want you to walk with him. Amen. Those of old carried power because they could pray. Those of old carried power because they did not meddle around with sin. Those of old. And sometimes it's amazing. People will come to you, Pastor, you preach too much about sin. How can a church that wants sin inside still wants God's power? The two don't mix. We can watch TV programs for four hours, but we pray for five minutes. I believe we have what it takes to turn Hollywood around, but it will begin from our knees. Are you here with me today? Are you ready? When Jesus had finished everything on earth and he was about to leave the earth, he told the disciples to do something. He said, I want you to go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then he said, teach them to observe everything I have taught you. And I am with you always. How was he going to do it? It was through the Holy Spirit. The church today has reduced the Holy Spirit to a force. Those who have not reduced the Holy Spirit to a force have reduced it to tongues. We speak in tongues, but when you open your mouth after speaking in tongues, it smells. Today, I told you I'm not here to babysit you. If I lose all of you today, we'll begin again. I need people who want to rise up to, to affect this world, but not to do an organization. I am tired with organization. We are here for Jesus. Are you understanding me? We want to leave the earth and our children will rise up like a mighty army. Don't hand them something that is religion. Hand them real power. There is a hymn that says, Faith of our fathers living still, in spite of dungeon, fire, and sword. Oh, how our faith will be like theirs. Hebrews 11 teaches us there were people who were looking for a promise. They did not receive it, but they held on to God. Today, somebody prays, does not receive something for a few minutes, you won't see them in church. Something is awfully wrong. We cannot serve God this way. Now, please understand you are born and you will die at some point. What matters after you are dead is not what you have here. Do you realize everything you have here, you will leave it here? And the people who will have it, you have no clue. 
What matters is what happens after you are gone. Where exactly are you going? Sometimes during funerals, I get mad hearing people rest in peace. Do you know exactly where they are before you say rest in peace? Rest in the arms of your maker. Did they live life that will make them live rest in there? We, we, you see, we say it for ourselves because we know. And today, necromancy has entered the church. That we go to cemeteries and pray for those who are dead. Me? No. The Bible says, whenever a tree falls down, that is where it is. And the Bible likens humans to a tree. It means when you die, where you are is where you are. If you go to hell, you are in hell. If you go to heaven, you are in heaven. No amount of prayer will change that. So why do we go to places like that to pray? Because I'm giving you a clue. When the Holy Spirit is not leading us, we become a people that has to wrap ourselves around programs and things to look relevant. It is amazing that sometimes you see some crazy stuff on social media. Today, pastors are giving swords to people and telling them the sword of the Lord. And they have influenced names. And people are buying it. Ladies and gentlemen, did Jesus give anybody a physical sword? When the Holy Spirit is out of the picture, we fill it with everything. These men were told, and when they found them not, they drew Jason and certain brethren unto the rulers of the city, crying, These that have turned the world upside down. May God make you a man and a woman and a young person who is willing to turn the world upside down for Jesus. Are you understanding me today? So Jesus told the disciples, I've been with you for three years. But don't attempt anything until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Do you find that in the Bible? Yes. Go with me to the book of Luke, and then we'll come back to the book of Acts. I want to take my time and show you. And this is what I sense the Lord saying that in the coming week, we are praying for a new move of the Spirit in our lives. Because without him, everything we are doing is emptiness, sheer vanity. Are you in the book of Luke 24? Look there in verse 49. Jesus met the disciples on the road of Emmaus. He spoke to them. The Bible says he opened their eyes. And after he did all that, he told them that he was going to send them to go and preach and teach his word. You know, he says that you will become witnesses for me. But he says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued, empowered with power from on high. Did you just see that? So Jesus says, I have been with you for three years, but don't attempt the work until the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Can you believe how many believers today have attempted the work, 
without the Holy Spirit. And those who, dis who knows about the Holy Spirit, it's all about shaba, 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 shaba. It goes beyond that. I've given you my testimony before. I am one of those people who loved everybody who spoke in tongues in my church. When they start, I say, you people, Garishito, Garishito, you're hungry. So you're always making noise. Shut up. I used to tell them that. Until one day, one of the brothers gave me a challenge. He says, why don't you ask God? Since you like studying the scripture, why don't you ask God if this thing is real? I said, okay, okay. I walked away till I was home in the bathroom. And I said, God, I remember this guy saying that if this is real, then let me have it. And God showed me that it was real. After that, she can't talk me out of it because God visited me in an unusual way. How can you have the Holy Spirit upon you and simply just live the way you are living? Something ain't right, don't you think? All right. So Jesus said, I need you all to live by the Holy One Spirit because he's the only one who is going to help you do it. And I want to show you through the book of Acts. So everybody go back to the book of Acts. I'll run you through almost 20 chapters today. I'm trying to make a case for you to understand. Living the Christian life without the Holy Spirit is not an option. It is not what? An option. It should never be. Are you in Acts chapter 1? Let's start from verse 1. He says, the former traitors have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up after he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God and being assembled together with them commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but to wait for the promise of the father which he said ye have heard of me they heard of him when the verse we just read from the book of Luke chapter 24 and what is it that they heard? Verse 5. Everybody read with me from the screen. If you can, shall we read? For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost, not many days from hence. Here it's ghost simply means spirit. You will be baptized with the Holy what? Spirit. Look at verse 8. Acts chapter 1. Everybody read that with me if you can. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Spirit is come upon you. And ye shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and unto the utmost part of the earth. He says you should never begin this work until you are endued with what? Today we have people who go to Bible schools. And after they have graduated, we make them pastors. 
and the Holy Spirit is not in the equation. No wonder we have men who speak and people just laugh. That was a nice sermon. When I'm done, you'll be uncomfortable because it will not be a nice sermon for you. May God bring us to that place of walking with him. Now, I want you to look at that verse. Go back to Acts 1.8. And let me show you a few things that are in that verse. He says, you will be my witnesses where? You'll be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and onto the utmost part of the earth. Jerusalem was a city. Judea was a region like a county. Samaria was a nation. So God is saying, I want you to reach the nations of the world, but begin from your city. From your city, get into the region. From the region, then you go to the nation, and then from the nation to the ends of the world. So whenever we talk about turning the world upside down, it must begin in a city, in your home. If your children don't know Christ, what are you doing out there telling people about God? That is what this year is for. I want the men to rise up and begin to become prayer warriors by force. Five minutes is over. Five minutes prayer must end today. Going forward, on purpose, start becoming a prayer warrior. And bring mommy and the rest of the children along with you. Why is the place quiet? Now, if you go to most churches... Most churches, you will have a lot more women than men. Do you know that? In this church, there are more men here than there are women. Because when a father goes, everybody goes. Amen. We must start where? In our Jerusalem. Acts chapter 2. Look at verse 4. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them what? So it is the year that every man in this house must pray and desire to speak in tongues. I think it's a good place for all the men to say amen. amen. Tell yourself I would desire. And it is dependent on two things. Your faith and your desire. I told you, I laughed at people. But once I made up my mind that, okay, I'm going to pursue this. God gave it to me without anybody laying hands on me. So we are going to have a tradition this time. That every Sunday, we will be asking God to baptize people in this house. Men, women, children. The Holy Spirit was upon babies in the womb. So the rest of you who are out of the womb, you are not beyond it. Are you understanding me? We cannot touch the world out there by the way we are doing things. We must tap into the power of the Holy Spirit and live by it. The Bible says in the day of Pentecost, the Spirit came. Everybody say the Spirit came. Look at verse 38 of the same book of Acts. Verse 38 of the same book of Acts. Because something happens on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit descended. Are you there? What does it say? Then Peter said unto them, Repent 
and be baptized every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the ye shall receive the gift of the verse 39 please we renew verse 39 from the screen shall we for the promise is unto you and to your children and unto them that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The promise is unto who? The promise is unto who? No, no, I want you to personalize it. The promise is unto who? It's to me. The promise is to you. Chapter 4, the book of Acts. I want you to see because these men who function in the book of Acts, that the scripture says they turn the world upside down, there is a dependent force, if I have to put it that way. There was an individual, a personality, a third person of the Trinity that they depended on every single moment. If all of us were dependent on the Holy Spirit, when I come here to deliver a message from the Holy Spirit, who will get angry? The only reason we get angry sometimes is because we are not on the same page. Some are dependent on the Holy Spirit, others are not. And the devil will come in and say, those people, they do too much. They do too much. They, don't, they, they are becoming too spiritual. The only reason we, we must stay spiritual is because the Bible says, because iniquity will abound, the love of many will wax cold. The more you do become lukewarm, you will get worse. COVID have given people a chance to stay home from the house of God. And they say, oh, yeah, they, you know, the church is not the building. It is true. It is you. But how can a person who has the fire of the Holy Spirit in them find it very easy to stay away from the house of God? You tell me that. You tell me that. How many of you, if a company pays you more, you will find it difficult going to work? You always go. Acts chapter 4. And as they spake unto the people, the priest and the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came upon them. But being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Long story short. When the Sahendrin came, they came to arrest the apostles. Everybody say they arrested them. When you are turning the world upside down, sometimes you end up in jail. But do not be afraid. Because you being put in jail for the sake of the gospel is not an issue. Why? Because die in the jail and you are going into his kingdom. And those who imprisoned you must face the consequences of their actions. Learn to put stuff into perspective. It is not how much you, you have here. I am not saying be lazy. Go for it. But please make up your mind that you will give God the first place in your life. Are you understanding me? Look at verse 8. Please read verse 8 with me, everyone, if you can. Shall we? Read. Then Peter... Filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people and the elders of Israel. Peter was, was arrested. He was put in jail because he preached God's word and the hearts of the people were turning. Why? Because he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Today people will 
go and look for a concordance. Then they look for a steady. I told you long ago that I stopped reading those things. Because the way God shows me things is I see them. Sometimes it's not, I don't see the scriptures the way it's written. I see them the way he wants me to understand it. And I rewrite them. So I realized that the, the concordance, the commentaries will confuse me. And there are many times I've written to editors of those things and said, that is wrong because the Holy Spirit showed me that's not how, what it means. And they would say, by what authority? And I said, the authority of the Holy Ghost. You heard me say the Holy Spirit. When the church refuses to allow the Spirit of God to be in control, we would do such things. And the world don't want their Christianity without the Holy Spirit. They get tired with it. Because it looks just like them. There is no difference. Are you understanding me? Another verse. We are in chapter 4. Look at verse 31. Everybody read verse 31. Acts chapter 4 verse 31 with me. Shall we? And when they had prayed. The place was shaken. Where they were assembled together. And they were all filled. They were all filled. They were all filled. They were all. So if there were children in the prayer meeting. They were all filled. If there were adults in the prayer meeting. They were all. Everybody they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the word of God with boldness. How many people were filled? Do you see that they were praying over somebody in this case? No. By the sheer presence in being in that prayer meeting, whatever was prayed about, as soon as they were done, everybody was filled. And I'm desiring for that to happen. But you are not, you are not even showing up for the prayer meeting. So how is that going to happen? I urge you to show up for a time of prayer. For who knows what the Lord would do. It's time to allow the Spirit of God to work in and through us. Amen. Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. In Acts chapter 5, the Bible says they, 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 they bought a lot of stuff. People were selling their property and all that. And then they brought it to the feet of the apostles. You all remember Ananias and Sapphira? Okay, look at verse 3. What happened when they brought it? Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. And look at verse 3. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back part of the price of the land? So he tells you clearly that lying is never of God, whether it's white or or. or or black or special, whatever case, it is Satan filling your heart. It's time for us to call the things the way they are. We are becoming too smart. Oh, it's a white lie. Which one is the black? I'm amazed we don't call the white lie the, the bad one. Always is us. I'm meddling. Meddling. Let's look at verse 9. Then Peter said unto her, and that is when Ananias' wife came, How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the Spirit of God? 
So I want you to see how everything that Peter is doing, he is ushered and moved by the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is out of the equation, we resort to anointing oil. The anointing oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit power. The only time we anoint is the Bible says in the book of James that we anoint so that the sick may be healed. Today we attach so much importance to all kinds of things. People covering themselves with a talit. You know what a talit is? A prayer cloth. Thinking that when they have the talit, that is how God hears. No, no, no. The Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, what speaks? God opened my eyes says, son, until your heart synchronizes with your mouth, you have no right to ask me to answer your prayer. Because sometimes in our hearts, we are desiring evil. But our mouth is saying, God bless me. And God says, the two things don't sync. But when our hearts are such that it is in line with him, and our mouths are saying it, God is obligated. Please listen to the word I use. God is what? Obligated. Because he says, out of the abundance of the heart. Once your mouth is speaking what is in here, God is going to listen to it. This is why we say that most times you begin prayer in worship until your heart, until your heart, until your heart, until your heart is turned over to him. It is not how much you do that, you are not getting anything. I have seen the rise of people trying to pray, but a prayer that is not from the heart will never be listened to be by God Almighty. Are you understanding me? It's interesting. I was talking to a brother one time, and he was telling me, oh, Pastor, I joined this prayer line somewhere. And I said, we have a prayer line here. Have you joined it before? He said, no. I'm just sitting there asking myself, what is it that is over there? That is not here. Because here we don't do gimmicks. We won't give you a talent. We will not cover you and put some oil on your head. You see, human beings, we were raised in, um, most of us like idolatry. So anything that looks visual, we like it. But God says, it's simple faith. Have faith in me. Sometimes you don't need to yell the prayer. Sometimes without opening your mouth. Did Hannah open her mouth? The Bible said her, her lips were just like lip syncing. But God heard it. Because the heart matters. Are you with me? I said, are you with me? That is what the Holy Spirit does for you and I. Because when he's in the picture, he will make sure those things happen. Let's go to chapter 6. You will love this. So, so far, you are seeing that those who turned the world upside down were filled with the Holy Spirit. And they kept being filled with the Holy Spirit. And they made sure that every action of theirs was detected by the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 6. Acts chapter 6. We'll read the first five verses. Acts chapter 6. We'll read the first five verses. Are you there with me? Read with me from the screen, please. This is important. Shall we? Go. And in those days, 
When the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. In other words, what the Bible is saying here is that as the people began to become more and more, the believers started growing. The daily ministrations was distribution of food. They gave them things to eat here and there, right? And all that. And it started creating trouble. Verse 2. Read. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Now, pause. It is not my duty. Mine is to simply deliver this word to you and pray every day for you. Verse 3, go. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom ye may appoint over this business. Verse 4, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. Verse 5. And the saying pleased the whole multitude. And they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. Pause. What was the criteria of choosing people who would serve food in the house of God? Tell me. You just saw the verse. What was the criteria for people who will serve food in the house of God? People who are full of the Holy Spirit. So the criteria of even serving food. Food. Working in the kitchen. The criteria was people who are full of the Holy Spirit. How much more people who are ushering? Because they are meeting people day to day. They are the first contact. How much more people who are singing? How much more people who... What I'm trying to show you is that the church has departed from the... We cannot watch what they want and not do what they did. Because constantly they walk with the Holy Spirit. The guy is going to serve tables. He said, we need seven men who are full of the Holy Spirit. The day I read the scripture, I cried. No wonder when we have father and son soccer. People cry over the fact that they didn't have watching. If you are full of the Holy Spirit, and a person is full of the Holy Spirit, who is distributing the watcher, don't you think you'll be on the same page? May God, may God, may God help us. Come on, talk to the Father, everyone. Let's get into prayer right now and say, Father, help us. Help us in the name of Jesus to, to have a link and a relationship with your Holy Spirit. Let it not be something we just say, but Lord, let the, the journey to have that relationship stronger and strengthened begin right now. Shall we all pray? Everybody pray. In the name of Jesus. 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 Lord, help us, O oh God, to focus on you, to focus on you. Lord, 
that our hearts, O oh God, will be a heart that is chasing after the Holy Spirit. Not our own things, but your spirit. Amen. All right, chapter 7, the book of Acts. So we are making a decision that in this year, daddy must be baptized in the Holy Spirit and it should not end there. Are you with me? My goal is not speaking in tongues. My goal is a, 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 a conscious discipline to always walk with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If you walk with the Spirit, you will not fulfill the last of the... So when we are fulfilling the last of the flesh, it is obvious we are not walking with the Spirit. So don't tell the children when they are they're having difficulty with lust and other things that what the, the counselor said, four points... Is the solution. The solution is the Holy Spirit. When you keep replacing anything that the Holy Spirit is supposed to do with anything, it won't work. And we get frustrated. Oh, so they had a relapse. They had a relapse because you are not using the right method. Jesus is not a literal boy. When he says something has got to be this way, he knows why he said it. Amen. Are you in Acts chapter 7? And this is in regards to Stephen. Notice what he says here. Please read with me. He says, Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, ye do always resist the Holy Spirit as your fathers did. Stephen, when he was about to be stoned, he reminded the people that as long as they resist the Holy Spirit and does not walk, in line with what the Holy Spirit wants, they have become a stiff-necked people. And the use of that phrase, uncircumcised in heart, simply refers to people who are trying to walk with God, but their hearts are not with Him. Because what good is to be circumcised in the flesh and not in your heart? Because, notice, the circumcision of the flesh was to put you in a place of covenant. But how do you maintain a covenant that is only in the flesh? It must be an issue of the heart. That's what Stephen is saying. Look at verse 55. Verse 55 of the same book of Acts. Please read with me. Shall we? Go. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, looked up steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. Full of the Holy Spirit. Everybody say full. Say it again with me. Full. It is important. Chapter 8. Chapter 8. I'm trying to stress the fact that the child of God, the church of today, the average believer must learn to be full of the Holy Spirit. It is not an option. We have denominations fighting over the Holy Spirit. You, don't, you, you cannot even say you are a Christian if the Holy Spirit is not in your life. Are you in Acts chapter 8? This was the time all the believers were scattered. And they were being persecuted. It is no wonder that in Europe, one of the countries that the people were so strong and powerful in their Christian life was Ukraine. 
And God decided I'm going to disperse them. Why? So they can take the message everywhere. If we don't change, he will disperse us too. Christians today, everything is about you. We're going to fast, so I pray for my need. We are going to for my need. We throw for my need. The time has come. Your need is enough. When you die, this need will stay here. Businessmen, use your money for the kingdom. The rest of us who don't have the cash, use your energy for the kingdom. It's amazing when somebody dies and there's a funeral. You realize people have a lot of energy organizing. But where is your energy when it's time to look for a soul in the kingdom of God? Today I told you I'm here to be in your face. Now I'm not saying in some other church. I'm saying it right here. Right here in this building. You can see people's energy. We are going to organize. It's okay. It's good. But where is that energy when we are looking for people to pray? Where is that energy when we need people to work with the youth? Where is that energy when we are looking for people to sing songs that brings heaven literally down? Where is that energy? I believe that I'm in your face, but it's to help you to get you to the right place. Are you understanding me? You know, in the past, I would have said much love. I ain't saying it no more. It's time to push you over the edge. You are eagles. Stop being chickens. I am not insulting you. I'm just pushing you because I know there is more on the inside of you and it needs to rise up. I was talking to my wife. We were sharing some things. And God opened her eyes to something. That it did not matter what I did. Or whatever she did. There is nothing like divorce. It won't happen. Because the devil knows it. That the, didn't the Bible say if two shall agree? Didn't the Bible say that? In the book of Deuteronomy. Didn't you say in the mouth or two or three witnesses. A word is one. Satan knows it. That if all married couples will be in agreement. And they start declaring things will come to pass. So he never makes you be of one mind. Every day you are fighting. And you are fighting over something that is not necessary. Me standing here preaching like this, I've got my flaws. But she has to always forgive me. And I'm sure she got hers that I always have to overlook. If we will be able to raise a generation that we can propel into the world there to make things happen. Little thing. Oh, my happiness. Peter, Paul, they were beating them. When they came back out, they began to rejoice. Would the church rise and get to that place? When we have troubles, that is where we rejoice. I only have two people clapping here. We rejoice because we know one day when faith turns to sight and we meet the king of glory, he will say, welcome home, child, because you did what I wanted. They were full of the Holy Spirit. People serving food. Can you see in the home when mommy has finished cooking because she cooked in the power of the Holy Ghost? Young modern people would tell me, Pastor, why are you spiritualizing? Didn't you just read it? Did you not just read it? 
So that even if there is something wrong with the things she bought from the grocery store, because she cooked in the power of the Holy Spirit, that is over. May God help us. I said, may God, what? Where did I tell you to go? Okay, Acts chapter 8. Let's look at the 14th verse. Now when the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they had come down, prayed for them, that they might receive their so there are some who pray to receive the Holy Spirit, but there are days when people are in the midst of a prayer meeting. We may be praying about one thing, but then God will be baptizing with your Holy Spirit at the same time. So I want you all, please remember that in the month of February, when we gather for our one night to the king, that night to pray, come saying, Holy Spirit, I need you to come afresh upon me. Amen. Verse 16. For as yet he was not fallen upon none of them. Only that they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid their hands on them. And they received what? The Holy Spirit. Wow. Look at verse 29 of Acts chapter 8. Look at verse 29 of Acts chapter 8. And I need you to read this one from the screen with me. Shall we? Read. Then the Spirit said to Philip, Go near and join thyself to this child. Philip was going to minister to somebody. Tell somebody about Christ. Please remember, I am not asking you to go out there and tell people come to church. Tell them to come to Jesus. Are you listening to me? Because when you tell them come to church, you don't get a reward in heaven. The reward is for those who are pointing the people to Christ. If you are indeed living full of the Holy Spirit, they will follow you to church. Are you with me? Okay, let's read. Go. Then the Spirit said unto Philip, Go near and join yourself. Wow. So he's telling you that even bringing the message to someone, you must be directed by the Holy Spirit. Because there are people who will simply just waste your time. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you, he will lead you to the hearts that are already prepared. Are you with me today? Are you? Okay, look with me there, verse 39. In the same chapter, Acts chapter 8, verse 39. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. That the Enoch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. How many of you young people understand what just happened here? The Holy Spirit caught him away and sent him. So he disappeared. Do you agree? He didn't need a flight ticket. If we would depend on the Holy Spirit, some strange things will happen. He did not need it. One of the brothers who used to be in this ministry, he relocated to another city. He shared a story because he had, a can he had cancer and he was dying. 
And he called and we were praying about it. And then after a while, I wasn't hearing from him. And I was worried, so I kept calling. Because I wanted to be sure he wasn't dead and our prayers were not wasted. And then he called me back one day and said, Pastor, can you believe what happened? Because on one of the nights, I was in my bed. And this guy showed up in a three-piece suit. And when he showed up there, he says, I am your new doctor. And I'm here to take care of you. I sought his permission so I can give you his name. Is that doom? He walked into the place, touched him, and he got up and he was healed. God can do things if you will depend on him. And after that, I told him, my brother, God has given you a second chance at life. Do not waste it. Bring many into the kingdom of God. What authority do you have to ask God to keep you here? When all the time he's had you, you've never said anything to anyone. Wouldn't it be nice that you don't pay $2,000 for a plane ticket for a mission field because the Holy Spirit simply snatches you and lets you, boom, you appear in the hotel. Everybody says, where, where did they come from? Then you tell them the Holy Ghost just brought me here. Most of you are laughing, but I can see the skepticism in your laughter. I'm waiting for the day he will snatch me. I'll be here preaching, and before I find out, I'm in the Philippines preaching. In fact, one of the places I've asked the Holy Spirit to let me appear, just appear, because I'll bypass all security, is the White House. Now we are going to run a, a security clearance. And this is why the child of God who believes that God can help him to get a better job can bypass security clearance. We do everything by our head, your head. If this is all about your head, what is the difference between you and the people in the world? There's got to be something different about us. And it's the Holy Spirit that brings the difference. You can run me through the system and you won't find me. Because God has a way of hiding his own. Are you in chapter 9? Don't worry. Starting from February all year, we will study the book of Acts. Verse by verse. And then you will see that those who turn the world upside down, they have a certain characteristic. They are not afraid of death in the first place. Are you in chapter 9? Look at verse 17. This is when Saul, who became Paul, had been converted. And Ananias, one of the disciples, was sent to go meet him. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared to thee on the way, as thou camest, had sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Please notice, he was to receive his sight and to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The next verse, verse 18, teaches us something very, very important. And the Bible says, immediately, death fell from his eyes as it has been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and was baptized. God wants you to live a life full of the Holy Spirit. Say that with me. 
God wants me to live a life full of the Holy Spirit. Let's look at verse 31 of the same chapter. Acts chapter 9, verse 31. Then had the churches rest throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria and were edified, walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Today, Christians don't fear God. Pastors going to the underworld just to go and, and, and obtain power. So they can come and do miracles. And that is what we want. There was a season. There were prophets rising up in the city. And there were people. Uh, I will call somebody. I didn't see you. Pastor. Hmm. Uh, as for you. We know God has blessed you with the word. Though, but we need some power. They still came back. I'm um, still asking. Did, did the power finish? Because power is not something that occurs in two minutes. It must be acquired through a gradual process. And once it comes like that, it stays. And some people subjected themselves to demonic powers. I had phone calls coming to our office here with fetish priests and priestesses calling from different countries. Different countries. Saying, don't pray for that one. Else we will come after you. My answer was, if you could... You wouldn't call me. Sometimes when we are fighting battles, declaring God to protect you, you are also there. Cha, 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 cha. And I'm asking myself, what do these people want? It's time to grow up. I said it's time. Go with me to chapter 10 because here... In chapter 10, something is happening. The Holy Spirit is not only coming over the Jews, but now it's coming over the Gentiles. You and I are Gentiles. Are you in chapter 10? In the house of a guy called Colenius. They were desiring it. Everybody said they were desiring it. Look at verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. The Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the so we can pray for people to receive the Holy Spirit. We can lay hands over people to receive the Holy Spirit. But in the midst of a preaching and a teaching session like this, as you hear the word of God and your faith rises, you will receive it too. And you know it. Here we don't do, say Jesus, 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 Jesus. If you do that, I'll give you a knock on the head. Because the gift of God can never be manipulated. Maybe it's from the way I received it. The day I went to church and they asked me to lead prayer and we started prayer and I spoke in tongues, people stopped in the middle of the prayer and they all started shouting, the Dalton Thomas received it. The Dalton Thomas received it. Because this is me. I wanted to be sure it was real. People, Holy Spirit is real. And you cannot do this Christian thing without the Holy Spirit. And by the way, speaking in tongues is only a beginning. You must get to that place that the Holy Spirit is like the GPS. He is the, what I call the, the modern AI, artificial intelligence, telling you, don't go there. Don't move that way. He doesn't tell you why. He simply instructs you. 
And I've shared these things with you before. There are times you are, you, you are in a car, you are driving. All of a sudden, somebody cuts in front of you, and you're angry. Do you remember when I told you, we were, my, myself and my family, we went to preach in um, Salisbury. And on our way back, as most men do, I wasn't looking at the... I was looking at the GPS and we got lost. And my wife was so magnanimous. She was quiet. And I wasn't stopping anywhere to ask for directions. You think I'm not a regular man. We are stubborn. And then I, I kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. And finally, the gas was running out. So I had no option to get to a gas station. And once I was in the gas station, I went to ask for directions. And they gave it to me, and I realized the way was right there, and I was running around. When we got on the way and got to that junction, we saw that there was a big accident involving lots and lots and lots and lots of cars. Had we been there, we would have been in it. And by the way, that was my entire family. How are you all going to bury all six of us one day? God speaks. Stop saying the thing. It is not the thing. It is he, the Holy Ghost. He speaks. He directs. And when he directs you, listen. Are you with me today? How can you say that you are a child of God? Oh, I have the Holy Spirit. I speak in tongues. Yet you are still offended because of someone. And the Holy Spirit is telling you, stop. And you are still doing it. No, you, you, you are. What was the better word? You are grieving him. By not listening to what he has to say. And he is not obligated to keep speaking to you. If you choose to silence him. There is a point you have to listen to what he has to say. You see, walking with the Holy Spirit is not extraordinary. He's better than your heart. Pray. And you are sitting there asking, ah, but does he need all this prayer? I, I have to go to the mall to look at a few dresses and shoes and uh, suits. He knows why he's asking you. Verse 45 says, and they were all circumcised, which were, which believed, and were astonished. And as many came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Did you hear that? They heard them what? The Bible says babies in the womb were filled with the Holy Spirit. So if you are three months years old, you are, you are a candidate for the Holy Spirit. Let's stop lying to the kids, giving them phones, exposing them to craziness and foolishness. And later on, it makes the work more difficult. Some of us, we are so excited so we can give the kids to the Sunday school teachers. Uh, Enough respect for all our Sunday school teachers and the work they do. Six to seven hours, they are under tutelage of a teacher. Supposedly, who is going to impact them with something you have no clue about? Last Friday, one of the brothers who was leading the prayer was sharing with us how he spends only an hour. When the kids come to you, you push them away. Because you're on the phone. 
What is it that is on the phone that really is so important that affects your destiny that you will let that child go without hearing your voice? You tell me that. The hour has come. We need to stop the stupidity and start becoming people who are living for Christ. Are you hearing me? When your child goes to jail and it's in the jail, will you be yourself? Then start working on it now. When your child becomes the, 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 the one, the front is back and the back is front. You understand what I mean? My lawyer tells me that I need more insurance, so I, I, I'm trying to be careful. It's amazing that in today's day and age, a person like me needs a more practice insurance. Really? Every leader I consulted said, son, just get it. Just get it. Because I didn't want to get it. Because all it does is it limits what you have to say. Where are we going? Here's so I, I can see on the buffet. Praise the Lord, everybody. The Lord is good. Today he has come into his midst of his people. And um, he's come that you will have life and have it more abundantly. You know, I am not telling you, but I'm suggesting. No, I don't suggest. I tell you, thou say of the Lord. I'll say it respectfully, but I'll still declare it. Are you understanding me? For they have them speak in tongues. For they have them speak in tongues. For they have them. Come on, tell me. For they have them. Would it be okay for you to speak in tongues in, um, in the transit train? Do people who come from my country, Ghana, when they want to speak to on the transit train, are they allowed to speak it? Do we speak English on the transit train? Do Germans speak German on the transit train? So how in the world you're telling me I cannot do Libra Kassat on the transit train? Something is amiss. If you can speak your language, I will speak mine. The problem is sometimes when we speak, there's nothing in it. Because our way of life is so cocosomic. That's one of my English. Write it down. Go find the meaning. See me later. Acts chapter 11. Acts chapter 11. Let's look at verse 15. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell on them. You see, so you see how many times prayer was not needed. But when the word of God is spoken and people receive the word, faith, the Holy Spirit, what? Falls. Verse 16. Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he has said, John indeed baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Everybody say, the Holy Spirit, come upon me. I need you now. One thing that is so necessary, the Holy Spirit is holy. The Holy Spirit is what? He's willing to go into any life, whether the life is holy or not holy. But to maintain his presence, 
you must start learning to walk holy. Amen. So some of us, we have visitations. We don't have abiding. Verse 24. Are you in verse 24? Please look at verse 24. For he was a good man and full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. And much people was added unto the Lord. He was full of faith. Chapter 13. Let's look at verse 2. Chapter 13. I'll finish very soon. Don't worry. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, Separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the, for the work whereunto I have called them. You are not called because you went to a Bible school. You are called because the Spirit of God burdens your heart and says you are called by God. No wonder today we have a lot of pastors. They've done hymenictics. That is the science and interpretation of scripture. I see Jesus. I see Jesus. Whatever they I have never used one of them here before. Here, I do raw. We open scriptures, we discuss, correct? I don't come and stand here and say, according to, according to, all the theology we talk about was the theology that St. Augustine wrote. The guy was brilliant. Most Pentecostals hate Catholics, yet they subscribe to the theology of St. Augustine. What, what kind of foolishness is that? May God help us. As they minister to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost says, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, for the work whereunto I have called them. Look at verse 4. So they've been sent forth by the Holy They've been sent forth by the So is it right for a church to vote for a pastor? You see, we do things that are not in the scriptures. We are building organizations, but we are not doing God's work. I do understand there are many who run around claiming they are pastors and God hasn't called them. And because of their foolishness, we want to put a certain order in place. But in an attempt to put order in place, we have not consulted God. So we have put systems in place that are against God's will. My mentor was just a pension from the assemblies of God. And when we were talking and I was sending over a message, he says, Neil, what do you think? I said, my heart weeps because I was raised in the assembly of God. But I cannot believe that one who was commissioned by God has been decommissioned by men. And I said, sir, are you sick? He said, no. I said, are you lame on your feet? He said, no. I said, you have some kind of handicap? He said, no. I said, oh God, help us. You didn't vote for me, and you cannot vote me out either. If you have an issue with me, you talk to God Almighty, and he will take care of me. If the Holy Spirit is in you, God will take care of me. He will take you. You will take care of me. And any preacher who move, if you misbehave, go on retreat. Seek God. God will tell you that is not the right path. We have produced something that looks like the kingdom of God, but it's not. I am not going there. I said, I am not. 
You find people who are brought into leadership, and as soon as they get there, because they think they are a lead, they have become leaders, they begin to lord it over people. But do you realize it's temporary? And even if it's two terms, after eight years, you'll be gone. The work I do, I shudder when I do it. You know why? Because as for God's people, they can be crazy. But no pastor can mess with church members. Because God will remove you so quick. You all remember Brother Moses? Do you remember Brother Moses? God says, I told you to speak to the rock. You strike the rock. You are becoming an example of disobedience to these people. You are not going to the promised land. May God help us. I said, may God what? Verse 9, Acts chapter 13. Then Saul, who is also called Paul, filled with a... Wow. Verse 52, Acts 13. Let's look at that. Verse 52, Acts chapter 13. I just want to show you. And the disciples were all filled with joy and with the... The disciples were all filled with joy and with the... So it is not a crime if all of us in this room, including the babies, are filled with the Holy Spirit. Really quick. Acts chapter 16. Look at verse 6. Acts chapter 16, verse 6. Now when they had gone through Phygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Spirit not to preach the word in Asia... I was invited by a church one time. And I told them I'm going to pray and seek the face of the Lord. And when God tells me to come, I will come. And they told me, my brother, what is the meaning of that? Did you just see that? The Holy Spirit can stop you from going to preach in a place. And later on, when I found out that a pastor in that pulpit has something under the pulpit, God was saving me from becoming a participant to that kind of craziness. If some of you received that invitation, hey, hey, I got an invitation to preach in that church. Oh, you don't know what you are participating in. Sometimes I don't bring many people into this place because I don't want the associations. Am I better than them? I guess not. But I'm, I'm, am I astute? In other words, very sensitive to sense what is going on? Yes, I am. May God bring us to the right places. Chapter 19, verse 2 and 6, we are closing. Are you in Acts chapter 19, verse 2? He said unto them, Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Spirit. Verse 6. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Spirit came upon them. And they spake with tongues and prophesied. Acts chapter 20. Paul is getting ready to go on a missionary journey. A prophet comes in, takes Paul's girdle, wraps it around himself, the prophet Agabus. 
and tells him that the journey you're about to go on won't end well. There will be a lot of trouble and pain for you. Yet Paul decides, I am going. He tells us the reason why in these verses. He says, save that the Holy Spirit witnessed it. So he's saying whatever the prophet Agabus said, he's not wrong. The Holy Spirit is also what? Saying it. If it is today, people will say, ah, what kind of prophet is this? That he's prophesying that I will have troubles. Saying that the Holy Spirit witness in every city saying that bonds and afflictions abide me or await me. Next verse, verse 24. Please read with me. But he says, but none of these things moved me. Neither count out my life dear to unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus. Put that verse up in the Christian Standard Bible. I think modern day people will, will love it. But I consider my life of no value to myself. My purpose is to finish my course and the ministry I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of God's grace. I want to ask you, what is it that drives you? When you wake up every morning, what is it that makes you go into the shower, dress up, and sit in your car? Is it the American dream? Is it your bills or is a ministry you have received from the Lord Jesus? Please, don't get this wrong. Not all of us are pastors. And even you are a pastor, that is not the most important thing. Everybody look at me. I'm going to show you something really quick and then we'll be closing. I think I can only do it from scripture. Luke chapter 4 verse 43. When Jesus came, what are some of the things he did? Anybody tell me? He preached. He healed the sick. What else? He raised the dead. Uh huh. He cast out devils. Uh huh. He turned water into wine. Uh huh. He preached the kingdom. He walked on water. He did many things. Did Jesus do many things? All of us sitting here, there are many things we are also doing. But there is only one thing. All the things you are doing must be focused on. Listen to the words of Jesus. This is Jesus himself speaking. Please read with me. And he, that is Jesus, said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to the other cities also. For therefore I am sent. Okay, more than English. Put it up in NIV and see what it says. Can you put it in NIV for us, please? But he said, I must proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns also because that is why I was sent. Question. So was Jesus sent to die on the cross? According to this verse, it's no. But there's another verse where Jesus said, for this purpose I was born when he stood before Pontius Pilate. And he began to talk about the fact that dying on the cross is one of the reasons he came. But then he did all those things so he can preach the good news of the kingdom of God. 
Whatever you do, I know people are saying, Pastor, I don't know my gift, and I don't know my gift. Don't worry about your gift. Whatever you are doing, you must end up preaching the good news of the kingdom. Whatever. And I will show you, was Joseph called to be a prime minister? No. He was not called to be a prime minister. Joseph was called to save the lives of people. The office he needed to use to do that work was to become a prime minister. Paul the apostle was to bear the name of Christ before Gentiles and their kings and before Israel. Apostoleship or the apostolic ministry was only a vehicle. I'm a pastor teacher. That is not the calling. That is my office. The real work is to teach nations and cancel red tape. So anytime I speak and I teach, you will notice I attack doctrines that are not right. I don't want you to get it confused. I am praying that God will know, let me know my call if I'm an evangelist. Nah. Whatever it is you are, it is the work that needs to be done that you must look for. And most of the time, they come natural to you. I said they come what? Natural to you. Don't ever tell me you can't even talk around in your house, but you've been called to be an evangelist. That is not in the equation. Because evangelists, you are not. Because most evangelists are bold in front of many. Are you with me today? Jesus did many things, but he said his only focus was so that he can preach the kingdom. As I bring this message to a close, I want to remind every one of you, we have a duty. I said we have a... The duty is, can we lose focus of church the way we have known it and do it the way God wants it? It begins with the Holy Spirit. So today I want you to go home. I went through all the scriptures only to show you that the apostles could do all they did because they had a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Not because they spoke in tongues, no, no. They had a relationship with the... I am not downplaying speaking in tongues because today some of us, we've spoken in tongues. Tongues have become a language. When we open our mouth, you ask Christians, let's confess our sins, and they speak in tongues. What, what of your sins did you confess when you spoke in tongues? We must be cautious some of the things we do. I pray that we will allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. There are times the Holy Spirit has really given me lashes. Do you know lashes? He scolded me. He said, no, you rise above that situation. You are not like them. You're going to do better. Because in my human mind, I will fight. But when the Holy Spirit is in the equation, he said, you can't do that. You got to go this way. I pray that as we desire the power acts of God, we will also desire the Holy Spirit. Who is the agent of God's change? Shall we pray?
I want you to pray today and ask God that his word says in the book of Luke that anybody who asks him of the Holy Spirit, he will give it to them. So right now, right here, we're going to pray and ask him. Stand with me, everyone. Holy Spirit, thou art well coming this place. Holy Spirit, thou art well coming this place. Omnipotent Father, have mercy and grace. Thou art welcome in this place. I want you to just pray and say, God, I need your Holy Spirit. I need a fresh move of your Spirit. The Bible says, and it's Jesus himself who said it. He said, if you who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him? On the basis of that scripture from the book of Luke, chapter 11, I want you all to pray right now and say, Holy Spirit, come. If there is sin in your life that needs to be confessed, this will be the moment. Hand over your weaknesses to him. You cannot overcome weaknesses and peer pressure and all those things until the Holy Spirit is in the loop. When he is there, he will make sure and he will help you to overcome. Let's talk to him. Young people, this is your chance. Ask him. Let your spirit come upon me. Older people, this is your chance. Ask the Holy Spirit. Man, this is your chance. Ask the Holy Spirit to come. Come breathe in me on my love. Take over. Your song can be your prayer. Come breathe in me and I will rise. Lord, we're here waiting for you, asking to touch us. We recognize that we cannot do this work without your Spirit. Holy Spirit, you is the missing ingredient in the meals that we are preparing for the world. Please forgive us for marginalizing you. We ask you to come once again and brood over us. For those who turned the world upside down did it because you were upon them. Help me. Help us, Lord. May those who even serve tables 
do it full of the Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for joining us on this spiritual encounter. Need more help? Text RADIO to 301-696-8555 or visit us on the web at covenantfamilychapel.org. You may also visit us at one of our in-person services on Sundays at 10 a.m. and discover the difference that the kingdom of God makes. Like up on social media, YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Covenant One Family.